Hey guys, I'm back. This is my review for Ready to Love. This is part two. This was the end of the DC or Potomac version of franchise, I guess. Well, not the franchise, but just this season, I should say. So we got a few things going on. Our focus is on Precious, Takia, Clifton, Wiley, Donovan, Carmen, Paul. You know, those are the main individuals that we see. Now, I'm going to start with Wiley. I know it's not the order of how things went, but Wiley... A lot of people feel as though he was sent home early. And I I didn't think that he was sent home early. I felt like he was just not in the right cast. I felt like he needed people, um, I think, closer to his age. I, I just feel like this was the wrong cast for him. I think this season wasn't his season. And who's, who's to say he might end up showing up on another season? I don't know. But they did show him and and he um, they were saying how, you know, he was saying he felt like a lot of people misjudged him. And once one person said that he's too young, a lot of folks were saying he was too young. So um, then he went on and he goes. The, I think the first lady that went home of the season, I think it was I think her name was Tina. Also, I think I'm not sure whatever her name was. She fell asleep. I think she had a headache. And um, but she did talk to Wiley and he seemed to have an interest in her. And she was like, mm, once she found out his age, she hurried up and walked away, like, okay, well, you too young. And and Tommy asked about the whole age thing. She was like, Well, I just feel like it's not that I was trying to, you know, that he wasn't a good guy. She said, I know what I came here looking for, and he's just not it. Which to me is fair. You know what you want, you want what you want. But later on, you know, Wiley goes like, okay, you know, you claim that you wasn't interested in me because of my age, but yet every time I look at my Instagram stories, you're always um, one of the people that's watching them. So she's talking to his Instagram now and she was like, wait a minute, what, what? And this is where it, this is where, um, I don't know if the age situation might come into play here because if you're not familiar with how Instagram works, especially looking at Instagram stories, you might not, she may not have been aware that if you click on someone's Instagram story, it shows that you watched the story. And she may not even watch the whole story. She might just been following Wiley, which in itself could be an issue, but she might be following the whole cast and except the other team, like, you know, she blocked everybody, but following the cast, and if they post a story, she goes ahead and she clicks on the story. And not thinking that, okay, her face is going to show up on the story or her name or whatever, and then Wally's going to see every time he goes to the stories, he can see who's been watching the story. So that could be where she may not be aware. I think she wasn't aware of how Instagram works, because Wally was like, every time I open up my stories, you're always one that's been looking at them. And she was like, wait a minute. No, that's not it. I don't think she's aware of how Instagram works, but now she's probably, gonna, probably she said, but I'll fix that. So she's probably going to unfollow Wiley. Therefore, it won't appear as though she's following him because I think she was caught off guard because she didn't realize that looking at the Instagram stories means, you know, looks like she's following him. Well, she is following him, but she's paying attention to him and everything he's doing. And that looks kind of stalkerish. So <laughs> I think this is where the age situation does come into play. But then we also find out that Wiley and uh, Tiffany, who was also, she, she left early on, 
they seem to be dating right now. And they did have a connection at the brunch. I think they were wearing the same colors by accident and they had a nice little conversation and all of that. So she seems to be, Tiffany seems to be really happy about the fact that her and Wiley are dating. So good for them. So Wiley does have a connection uh, at this point in time is with Miss Tiffany. So that's great. So let's get on to uh, Demetrius. And they were showing how, because Tommy called him this season's Mr. Sexy Man or something like that. I don't know. Demetrius had this very, very soft-spoken um, air, air, air about himself. You know, um, he dressed up really nice and they were showing the clips of all the ladies coming to him, complimenting the way he looks, complimenting his style and and, um, you know, <clears throat> you know, his demeanor was such that he kind of laid back and just watched the ladies approach him and all of that good stuff. And him and Tommy, well, Tommy made a joke about all the suits and they can go back and forth with suit for suit and all of that. I thought Demetrius was, I mean, a very good dresser uh, as far as his looks and everything. Not my cup of tea, per se, but. A lot of ladies, we saw Sabrina, like, ooh-wee, we saw Dakia, um, talking about he got big D energy, and y'all can figure out what the D stands for. Um, you know, one thing about Demetrius, and that, that was mentioned, I don't know who said it, is that he had that silent confidence about himself, and that's very attractive. You know, it wasn't that he was quiet because he was uh, shy. It was, well, I don't know, but it definitely he had a silent confidence, and that drew, drew um, got a lot of attention to the ladies. So then we get on Precious. Now, Precious wasn't happy with her portrayal of the season. And we see Precious, they show Precious and her and Paul were, you know, she was really, her initial connection was with Paul. She was really taken aback. She really liked Paul at first. And, you know, we see her in the deliberations with the ladies talking about how great Paul is and how some of the ladies kind of look at her like, really? Because Paul came across real corny to a lot of people. The viewers, a lot of the ladies was like, OK, he's introducing himself as I'm Mr. Post Office. I always deliver. It was corny. It was real, real corny. Like, uh, OK, dude, you're 48 years old and you acting like this. I mm. It didn't come across as silent confidence. Okay, let's let's say that. So then we get to a conversation that Paul is having with with uh, Precious, and Paul is acting like he's chastising her. The way he was coming across wasn't very. It didn't come across like he actually had an interest in her. And she even mentions, you know, at the reunion, Precious was like, "I felt like Paul was talking at me and not to me." Because Precious was the one that saved Paul from getting eliminated early on. Paul never had an interest in Precious. He really didn't. It was Precious having an interest in Paul. So Paul apologized. You know, Paul said, you know, I am very direct, you know, but I do try to be careful, choose my words wisely. But I do apologize for the way that I communicated with you during our date and all of that. So that seemed to have cleared up the issue with Paul. But now we got Demetrius. And when Precious went out with Demetrius, here's the thing. Demetrius, she feels as though Demetrius was spreading uh, information about her that wasn't true. Uh, the whole party girl, nightlife situation. 
she was offended. I mean, highly, not a little bit offended, highly offended at that comment. And she feels as though Demetrius was spreading that to the other guys. But as we saw, Clifton was one of the guys that also felt that same way about Precious being more of a party girl. She did not, she did not like the party girl image. She didn't care for that. Now, what we saw, there's a few things here. Uh, Demetrius pointed out. He said, look, when we went out, I asked you, what, what are things that you look for in your relationships? And one of the things she mentioned was being, you know, being very social. And Demetrius was like, that's not something that's on the top of my list of things I look for in a relationship. That's not where I am. That's not how I'm moving. And then we saw, I think it was the pool party. Precious was partying, having a good time, as they should, being social, as she should. And might have had one too many cocktails. So Demetrius took that as, look, girl, um, I think you, you need to dial it back some. I, I, I find you interesting, but I think that you're doing a little too much and it's just not a good look. You know, he was trying to be cool about what he was saying to her. And I don't think it, I, I, at that moment, Precious didn't seem to be offended, but when it came later on time for her to be, dis, well, when it was time for the elimination and when, uh, well, not the elimination. I think she didn't get eliminated. The other, there was another lady who was married that didn't show up at the reunion uh, or had recently been married. The one that was a vegan. Notice that she didn't show up at the reunion. Hmm. She got eliminated. But one of the comments that came out of, you know, when they brought the two women out, the other lady's comment was that they don't think that she's over her ex. And with Precious, Demetri, because he was the one given, he was speaking for the guys. He said that, you know, a lot of the guys believe that you are more interested in the nightlife, the party life, the party girl, and that's not what, what we're looking for. From that point moving forward, Precious has believed that Demetrius has poisoned the guys thinking of her and the, her uh, how she was moving and all of that. And she got real offended, honey. She was cussing Demetrius out. Demetrius is like, I don't even understand where this is coming from. I don't know why you're doing all of this. You need to calm down. But you know, when someone's angry, especially a black woman, and you turn around and say, you need to calm down, that just infuriates them. She was on 15. Now, Tommy going to jump in and say, now, Precious, we don't need all of the, you know, the bad language. Tommy, if you want to get on folks about bad language, you should have got on Eric. Now, maybe you did and we didn't see it on camera. But I wish we would have because it doesn't seem like you're being fair. Seems like a lot of a little bias going on here. Miss Precious cuss, and now she needs she needs to watch her language. Eric cussing Dakia out, and you not saying anything. That's how it comes across. Fair is fair, right is right. You gonna you don't want folks cussing. You need to say that across the board, not just to the women. So anyway, Precious got up and walked out. She left. She said, "I'm not dealing with this." You're not going to play me, whatever. And she was over. Did Precious overreact in that moment? I think she did. But I think she was already angry when she walked in the door. And she was pissed off at Demetrius. She was pissed off at her portrayal on the show. And she's putting it all on Demetrius.
I think that there should have been some ownership and onus on herself as far as what she was putting out there as well. But that's neither here or there. She left. We're done. So um, let's get to Miss Tina, who was this season's uh, MIA person. Look, I think when Tina came into the middle, in the middle of this process, you know, she was one of the curveballs. You know, they start off with only seven people and they start adding people, you know, in the middle of the, you know, weeks that went by and they started adding a couple more people. And Tina was one of the individuals that was added. Tina, Carmen, Donovan, and I forgot the other guy's name. But so Tina's thing, when she got there, she quickly assessed the guys. And for her, she was like, okay, I don't really see anything that's floating my boat. She figured that out real fast. Like, mm mm-mm. She was out with, um, she had spent time with Paul. And for Paul, she said, she ended up dropping a bomb on Paul. She was like, oh, you know, Paul told me that he wanted me to self-eliminate so that he could go ahead and be eliminated and that the two of us can be together because the only reason he was there was to promote his new book he has coming out. Paul was like, hold on. (laughs) Paul says, I am a musician and a music producer. I don't have a book coming out. Now, Paul, this is the second time someone said or mentioned that you're saying things and 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 yet you're denying it. Something to, There's something going on here with Paul's. I'm seeing a pattern here. Now, Paul, maybe she got it wrong about a book, but maybe I'm thinking that Paul probably mentioned something about trying to promote you know, he's a music producer or his career or something. I think he might've said something along those lines to her. She might've got, you know, it's a matter of semantics with Paul trying to play the whole semantics game. Maybe Tina got it wrong about a book, but I don't think she was completely off when she mentioned about Paul. Then she, Tina comes on saying she wanted to date older men. She got with Paul, but he wasn't the one. Okay. Um, Then we talk about her being, you know, we see, her going out with Donovan, but you know, I think that was a double date. She wasn't interested. Donovan was put off with her. Then we get the whole um, going to the retreat. She's, you know, not able to make it. I've heard that, you know, I've heard different stories about her in this retreat. I heard it was a storyline. You know, I heard that she was at the retreat, but they kept her hidden and made it seem like she wasn't showing up. I don't know what's going on, but Whatever the case may be, you know, um, Tina was checked out of this whole process early on. She wasn't feeling it. Um, I don't know that Tina had the time. I don't know if they they managed her expectations, you know, to be on this type of show. You got to have the time. And she also has a, at, the t- at that time, she had a two-year-old. So it's a lot. And, and she mentioned it was a lot. Then, she, you know, Tommy brought up, well, I was waiting for you. Uh, for over an hour, you know, to talk to you and, you know, you didn't show up. And Tina was like, yeah, that's true. (laughs) She didn't even apologize. Then she asked Tommy, are you looking for me to apologize? You know, and Tommy didn't say yes or no to that. I think Tommy just wanted her to be apologetic. And Miss Tina was not being apologetic. Uh, So Tina just... (laughs) Tina did Tina. She did the ghost act. She wasn't trying to feature anybody. She 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 blew up Paul's spot. Paul, you know, of course, played the semantics game. I, I hey, Tina was there. Tina wasn't there. Whatever the case may be, it is what it is. Then we talked about Carmen. 
Carmen, I think, was the uh, agent of chaos. Carmen came in the door. She was another one of the curveballs. And immediately, for me, I didn't see it for Carmen. Because Carmen comes in, and she's acting as though all the men should be flocking to her. That's not how this worked. That's not what happened. Supposedly, Carmen was, you know, according to Precious, Carmen was the one who orchestrated this whole, let's break up the couples and, you know, till she figure out who she wants. And Carmen's denying all of this, of course. Um, we also get the conversation about Carmen, you know, what she said that, what she mentioned that Paul had said about the kid, not he wasn't sexually attracted to her. And Paul was like, I never told her that. He said, you know, sometimes people, if they don't answer a question, if they don't say something, not saying something can translate as saying something, you know, as an answer. And I think that's what happened here. You know, Paul playing the semantics game. I think that uh, Carmen asked a question about or asked questions about being sexually attracted to different women and all of that. And then, he, you know, mentioning to Kia. And I don't think Paul said anything, but in him not saying anything, I think he she took it as, oh, you're not even attracted to her. So, because Paul's thing was, I don't even talk about other women when I'm on a when I'm on a date with this one woman. I'm on a date with her. I'm not bringing up all these other women, and that seems to be a pattern for Paul, which is a good thing. He don't need to talk about the other women. So, you know, she, you know, Carmen is, in, you know, she did admit she's like, well, I mentioned it because I was hurt that Paul, you know, throws it out there that he didn't think I was here for the right reasons and uh, that wasn't being open and all of that it bothered me so i this was mad day and i played my hand on mad day y'all got to be careful y'all when you when you're cool with someone you find out how cool you really are with them or that person's how cool they are with you because when mad day come along when they start playing their cards revealing stuff about you that you didn't think was going to be revealed that lets you know who really was in your corner or not and she let it be known I was never in your corner. So she ends up with Donovan. Uh, her and Donovan seem to be cool. From what I've seen, you know, I've on, on social media, they are still cool together. So, hey, it is what it is. Good for them. So then we get to a very unfortunate situation. And that's the Dakia Paul, not Dakia Paul, Dakia. Well, we talked about Dakia and Paul a little bit. Let me just go there. Dakia and Paul, you know, they were like, look, we knew that we were the last people standing in the house or whatever. We knew that there was really no chemistry. We did go out once after the show ended, and we just de determined that we just weren't choosing ourselves. And they, you know, that the key is actually in another relationship. Paul is actually saying he's got someone else. So they're good. One thing about this show that, again, I keep promoting doing a resort. Like the these individuals should spend more time at a resort and then maybe the last couple of weeks, you know, back in the real world environment because there's so much that's missed. There's so much that goes on that we don't see and it creates a different, well, and this, I'm sure by design, it creates a different view of, it creates this different view of people. You know, it creates this different, um, the viewers are looking at these couples and seeing something and coming to a different conclusion and what the reality is. So that 
brings us to the Dakia, Joy, and Clifton. Many of us, even in my review, said that it was clear that Clifton and Joy were an item. However, comma, Clifton was still in this process dating. So Clifton and Dakia clearly spent more time together than what we saw. And I knew that had to be the case because how did Dakia get to the retreat and get shocked and hurt by Clifton unless Clifton had been leading her on, which he did. They showed unseen footage. Uh, Clifton was calling her all the time. He was going to her dance studio. He was going out to dinner with her. He was dating Dakia. Now, Joy going to scream and holler, well, you just made this whole uh, relationship up, ship up in your head. No, it wasn't. It was, And you saw the receipts, Joy. Joy was so ugly and so nasty. It was bad. It was really, she, she showed her hand that she's not as confident as she tried to come across as. Because it was clear that there was dating going on. Clifton going to co-sign with Joy because of Joy was there. And he, that's his lady, right? And saying, I didn't have to tell you anything because my actions should have been speaking louder than me explicitly coming out and saying anything. Well, Clifton, you're right. Your actions were showing that you still had interest in Dakia. So you're right on that. So it made sense for Dakia to, and she kept asking, make sure you let me know when you make your decision that you are actually sticking with Joy. Because I know there's a connection there. He wouldn't do that. He let her on. Even when they got to the retreat, Joy Joy asked Clifton at the retreat, she was like, have you had that conversation with other people to make it clear that, you know, the two of us is what it is? And he said, no, I have not. So, Joy, your whole argument, you're hypocrite, you, 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 you just basically, you're, you're angry at a situation because Clifton was actually engaged with, I mean, not engaged, but, you know, enjoying himself with Mr. Kia. And that bothered you. And now that you see that, and I don't know, Joy knew to how, to the extent of how much dating and communicating they were doing until they showed those clips. So I think Joy got really into her feelings. And then she going to make it seem like Takia was, all oh, this is all in your head. You're delusional. Girl, move on. Or all that kind of stuff. And it wasn't her being delusional. And Takia got really frustrated, you know, with that. I wish Takia didn't start, well, she wasn't, she was tearing up. She was getting upset. I wish she would have got Joy together and Clifton because Clifton playing selective amnesia all of a sudden. He knew what he had did. He knew how he was stringing her along. He was aware, but he played crazy because of Joy. Then we see Clifton give Joy a key to the house and Joy talking about some, I'm going to take a break from being in Mexico to work on our relationship. And we might be trying to have a baby by the, you know, in the spring and all of that. I really didn't care because at this point, I felt that the way Joy and Clifton really behaved and, and treated Takia as if Takia was stupid and delusional and crazy, I didn't like that. Joy was in this reunion very unpleasant to view, even when it came to the whole Takia and Eric situation. Now, granted, Eric was wrong. 
Eric was wrong. She showed no sympathy for Dakia whatsoever. None. She acted as though Dakia was the one that started this. Now, granted, maybe there was mixed signals going on and all of that. Maybe. But right is right and wrong is wrong. I did not like the way Joy behaved. It was real nasty. It was real ugly. It showed her lack of um, maturity and it showed her insecurity. Um, Joy, the way that you treated the kid, you better hope that Clifton don't drag you. You better hope that Clifton don't lead you on, lead you astray, break your heart. You better hope. Karma, karma is, uh, she comes around at the right time. That's all I'm going to say. That's all I got. Peace, everyone.